So I have a problem. My problem is I'm looking at this still image of you, which I believe was taken with your phone by your brother or father or something. And by my good friend Jeremy Burge of Emojipedia ah, fame. My mistake, my mistake. Basically my brother. Right, effectively so. Um, so it's a, it's a picture of you with your hair looking properly coiffed. Is that the word I'm looking for? C-O-I-F-F-E-D, I believe. I mean, it's a word you can use. I don't know if it's the one you're looking for, nor neither do I know if it's the right one. But hmm. Oh, there we go. Okay, because I I just looked up C O I F F E D, and the first answer, I, or the first definition I got was a woman's loose fitting. Excuse me, a woman's close fitting cap now only worn under a veil by nuns. I was like, well, no, that's not right at all. But that's the noun. Um. So the verb is to style or arrange someone's hair, typically in an elaborate way. So I don't know if maybe elaborate. That's not elaborate. So point being... It's pretty elaborate. It takes about four hours every morning. <laughs> That's why you wake up so early or don't sleep mm-hmm. really at all. So I'm looking at your coiffed, maybe, hair and your beard that in my personal estimation is a little too long, but has since been taken down. And you look so sharp and you're shooting blue steel deep into my eyes. But this beard is too long. And you, and you have since chopped it, and 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 I want this picture to be the picture of you with your chopped beard, not your long beard. So can we fix? Yeah, this, me too. It's so much better when it's shorter. I would like the picture to be more accurate. Um, I mean, one of the things that I was going to talk about later on in the show, but I might as well talk about now, is that I'm going to Ool, mm-hmm. and Ben McCarthy, Ben friend of the show, Ben mm-hmm. Rice McCarthy, will be at Ool, and he will be taking photos at Ool. Mm-hmm. And I have already asked Ben for him to take a photo of me that will become another replacement avatar. You know, it's funny you bring this up. Well, this is totally off the rails already, and we're all of three minutes into the show. But it's funny you bring this up because Aaron took a picture of me that I really like um, when we were at the pumpkin patch a few weeks ago. And so it's me in a field, and there's you know really good depth of field. And so it, it's a pretty nice <laughs> shot. Oh, <laughs> depth yeah. Depth of field. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even mean that. Yeah, yeah. But I don't – so anyway um, – and I almost made it my Twitter avatar. I did. I believe I did change my Facebook profile picture to this, but I almost made it my Twitter avatar. And because I feel like my relationship with Twitter is both personal and professional, Facebook. I didn't end up actually using this image on Twitter. And it's probably me being silly and thinking too much about it. Um, I don't know. You can tell me if you think it's a good picture or not. But um, see. But I'll put it in the show notes if this makes the show. But anyway, the point being, I, uh, I I almost chose this as my Twitter avatar picture, what have you. But I feel like... This is a much better photo of Casey Liss. <laughs> so I should change it is what you're saying? I think you should change it. I think it's time to throw off the shackles of corporate photo. <laughs> because this picture was also taken at your previous job, right? That's correct. That's correct. Embrace it, man. Like you, it's time to move over. You don't have a pink eye in this photo. <laughs> it's true. I remember that story. <laughs> yep. Uh, you know, and I do have just a little bit of stubble, which is I know why you're so excited about it. In this new one, <laughs> hey, hubba hubba. <laughs> All right, maybe I'll change it after the show. You're still showing off those trademark dimples. I you don't. Know? Well, you know, it's funny you say that. I don't really feel like I have dimples, but it does look like it in this picture. And actually, for the very first time as we record, I feel like, and now I'm going to ruin it for everyone, including me, I feel like I have little dimples in the corners of my mouth. Like, look yeah. at the... I've never noticed yeah, I can that. See is, them. That, is that normal? Do I usually have that? I don't know. Neither do Maybe. I. Maybe. 
Also, maybe, holy, but it looks good though. Holy God, I'm getting old. Look at those crow's feet. Mm-mm-mm. I mean, I'm getting distinguished. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Experience. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I like this photo of you. It's nicer. I mean, you know, it continues to show off the best smile in the biz, Uh which is is the smile that you own. It is your defining face feature is your incredible smile. I don't think anyone's ever said that to me. You know, it's funny because I've always felt like... I, I don't think I'm. This is really getting. This is going to go somewhere I wasn't planning on, and yeah. I'm sorry, everyone. But I, I always thought of myself as an okay-looking guy. I don't think I'm unattractive. I don't think I'm terribly attractive. I think I'm just yeah. kind of in the middle. And I always thought that the only like truly uh, standout or really redeeming quality physically that I have is I, I think I have nice eyes. And I've never heard anyone say no. to me that that my smile was where it's at. It's the winning smile, the tasteless <laughs> winning smile. That's, That's what, what it is, it's all eh? about. Yep, that and the hokey pokey. You gotta, you gotta change your profile picture. All right, I'll, I will do that Come after on. the show because if I do it now, I, I will get way too sidetracked. I should probably put the the vlog in the in the show notes, right? So people can see my hair get cut. Oh yeah, you're right. Also, you know, gotta get those, gotta get those views. Yep, subscribe now. Pray emoji, nerd emoji. Like, subscribe, comment, comment, like, subscribe. It's funny, um, this, this isn't, we'll cut this from the show, but it's funny because of your involvement with YouTube, I'm paying closer attention from a creator's perspective. Like I've listened to every episode of Cortex, so I hear some of it there, but because of your involvement, um, I, I feel like I'm paying closer attention, if that makes any sense. And now we've got to find a way to leave this in. I mean, I am, I'm going to, I've bought a ticket to VidCon. Uh, yeah, I saw that. Oh, God, this show is totally off the rails, but here we are. Um, but yeah, so it's it's been fascinating to me. I, I don't know if it's only because you're creating now and so I'm paying more attention or if it's just that by happenstance I've seen more things or perhaps had more of an interest in what it's like as a creator. But I feel like I'm starting to become tangentially aware of some of the like, I don't know how to phrase it, like the 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 lexicon of youtube and kind of the 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 status quo not status quo but like the acceptable like otis uh, modus operandi of how youtube works and and i've seen like bits and pieces of little youtube feuds come into my into my view like gray was yeah. tweeting a little while ago about some guy who was who was i guess filming these videos that were in that were supposed to be racially charged and and he was swearing that oh they're real they're real they're real but then somebody caught him and they weren't real and so then there was like a feud about that and i just mm-hmm. I, and i bring all this up to say i never paid any attention to this and like the whole youtube thing was like so foreign to me until about a month ago or whenever it was that you started doing the vlogging and for whatever reason i'm not sure why i'm sort of kind of paying attention now even though i don't feel like that's by design and it's just fascinating how ignorant i am of all things youtube well i was this way until i met gray Mm -hmm. you know like i knew it and i was like i would watch a youtube video if i was linked to it but it wasn't too long after i met him that i started finding channels to subscribe to Mm mm-hmm you know, and then watching more, and it's been slowly kind of like expanding that out further and further. I mean, it's why I'm now putting stuff there myself is because I am personally becoming more interested in the YouTube medium mm-hmm. as a, con- a consumer, and just as has been my way over the last 
10 years or so of my life, anything that I consume a lot of, I want to also create mm-hmm. to varying levels of success. No, it makes sense. So that, you know, so yeah, I, uh, I'm part of um, the Internet Creators Guild. That's a thing? Which is a, yeah, it's a thing. Uh, it was set up by um, Hank Green of the Vlogbrothers. And Hank also is responsible for running VidCon. And the Internet Creators Guild, it's just a community, basically. Uh, and you pay once a year and you sign up and then you're part of a Slack, which I don't pay too much attention to because it's incredibly busy. But they have a really great mailing list. And it's just a way for me to kind of... And I joined this like a couple of months ago, um, just as a way to kind of like broaden my mind a little bit to some of the things that are going on in the world of creating for the internet. It's, the, inter- the ICG is mostly focused on online video, but they are expanding outside of that. Um, podcast is a thing that they're aware of and they're trying to find more resources for. But I'm learning a lot. Um, and, and they've got some great resources and stuff like that for, for people. And they sent me an email. Um, they were giving early access and discounted passes to VidCon. Mm-hmm. And it's like $130. Oh, that's nice. And I was like, I'm going to get a ticket. Uh, so I got a creator's pass. There are like a few different tiers. I got a creator's pass. It's like 130 bucks with the discount. And then I went through to their block of hotels and I reserved a hotel, which as with US hotels, I haven't paid for it. Right, like I've just reserved it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like June twenty first to twenty fourth, with the twenty uh, yeah June twenty first to twenty fourth next year, with the twenty fifth being Disney Day. Hello, tell me more. So, so I want to go to that. <laughs> um, so I get to go to Disney. Is it Disneyland or Disney World? Land is the one that's out west. This and... is in Anaheim, California. Oh, that's definitely land, without a shadow of a doubt. So it's Disney Day, so I'll be going to Disney as well. Now, my real hope is that what happens here is the same as what happened last time in that it doubles up with WWDC. Mm -hmm. And and you said 21 of June, 21st of June through 24th or thereabouts? Yeah. So looking at the Moscone West calendar, uh, the only thing they have is the 5th. So the rest of the month is, as of right now, wide open. That's a good sign. Well, but it means it could be the week starting the nineteenth. Yeah, which yeah. sucks, right? Because then I can't, I can't go to VidCon, or at least maybe I go to two days of VidCon. I see, because the twenty first is Wednesday. Okay, I got you. Mm-hmm. I got there you. There is, I mean, it's a strong possibility that I leave Thursday night and spend Friday and Saturday at VidCon, mm-hmm. which is also possible. I mean, I don't need to be there for four days, really, to be honest. Uh, Doug asked if VidCon sells out. I'm assuming VidCon sells out because VidCon is a few different things. Uh, it is an industry conference. It is like where people can go and find out stuff about the industry, but it is also a fan event. Hmm. So there are thousands and thousands of screaming teenagers that go to VidCon. But how many are for go. everyone else? I mean, that's your fans, but what about everyone else's fans? Let's hope, shall we? by june i have at least one screaming fan maybe i'll bring you (laughs) exactly you beat me to it Uh, so i want to go i want to go for a bunch of reasons like i want to learn more about youtube i want to meet and hopefully make some uh connections with other youtubers uh and maybe also find some people that 
might be interested in starting podcasts. Now, do you know if Gray is planning to go? And if if you do know, can you disclose that or is that all TBD? I actually don't know. I don't know. I've told him I'm going, but mm-hmm. I don't know if he's going. So you could be flying solo on this one. Yeah, and I would do that. I would do that. I know a couple of people, like one or two people, that will probably go. And I don't and I know them through the internet. Mm. Um but I'm willing to just go and actually learn. Like there is a, the, the creative track is full of like talks and workshops to learn to do this stuff better. So I'm willing to go to this and just take the creative track and just see it as a complete event to learn. I don't know how I feel about that. And let me tell you why. You've been going to WWDC since when? Uh, to uh, That last year was my fourth. So the, the one that just passed? Mm-hmm. So 12, 13, 14, 15. No, it says 13, 14, 15, 16. Does that sound about right? Yeah, sure. So you've been going to WWDC for four years since 2013. And yet when I say going to WWDC, what I mean is you're in San Francisco at the same time. Mm-hmm. And you've never actually been to Dub Dub except for maybe like a session. Didn't you like sneak in once this year or something? No, I've never done that. No. Oh, okay. Um, I'm too scared. I was too, but I did it because I really wanted to at least be able to say I popped in. So anyway, um, you have been going to Dub Dub for four years and never actually gone to Dub Dub. And here it is. Mm-hmm. You'll be going to VidCon, hopefully. And your very first time, you'll actually be attending the conference rather than it being a social hour. And it's just weird. Well, it's weird to me nah. that, that this is the, the that YouTube is the thing that you're going to a conference for to learn. Whereas for me, that's been dub dub all these years, you know, well, except this past year when I didn't get a ticket. But does that make any sense? Like it's 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 yeah, flipped but, from what I would have expected. If Apple had a podcaster's track of WWDC, I would go to that every year, right? Like if they taught you how to be a better Apple podcaster. Sure. You know, I would but like the other thing is is if WWDC was $150 and there were 30,000 <laughs> tickets, I would also Fair. go every year for the one session. But like I don't apply because I feel like I am wasting a ticket of someone who could genuinely use it. Like I would, if I, I mean, because at this point, that would be money well spent for my business. Yeah, yeah, right? definitely. One thousand five hundred dollars, considering how much it costs to get there and stay there, that's actually not that much more. Um, it it would be money well spent, right? Mm-hmm. But I am just going to be taking the place of someone who could really use it. Like I would maybe go to the opening keynote. Uh, I would probably go to like the Friday thingamajig that they do, like the the fancy talk with from an outside person. And then maybe like one or two high level, as high level as you can be sessions. That's all I would do. Yeah, that makes sense. Because everything else goes over my head. Like I can't even stay focused to the State of the Union. (laughs) Which I can understand because it is super nerdy and super developer-y. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. All right. Well, uh, I'm stoked for for you to really be embracing this as weird as it is to me. And I don't mean weird in a in a derisive way. It's just it's just different. It's not it's not the mic I'm used to. And that's good. That's growing up or growing up, growing in in just expanding your horizons. That's a good thing. Um, also, the the other thing that makes it weird is like there's 
none of our friends are doing this in the way that I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. Like everyone that we know, they either pay no attention to YouTube or they make videos like, like Stephen makes, which are like, they are a clear extension of his website. Right. 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 Like they are, they are five twelve pixels videos. They're about old computers and stuff. And Jason maybe makes a video, occasional video every now and then to like demo a game, but I'm making videos about my life and I speak about technology things and stuff like that. But primarily it's just about like, it's Mike. That's just all it is. And it's like anything, anything and everything, just stuff that happens. And uh, it's not really an extension of any one specific thing. It's, it's kind of different. It's, it's, it's yeah. kind of weird. Yeah. I mean, this show is, I think as close as you and I get to like a, uh, a human interest show about ourselves and mm-hmm. even this show is is far removed from what your vlogging is your vlogging if you will um so yeah i i totally understand that that's exciting i, I hope the timing works out for you and uh, just fyi if you need to kill like two weeks or something and don't want to travel all the way back to london you can travel halfway to london and come to my house the most i'll go is one week in between mm-hmm. other than that i won't go to vidcon that's understandable. It's tough. I mean, it's easy for me Unless to say, but... there is like some massive shift in my business between now and June and I skip WWDC for VidCon. But I consider that very unlikely. Yeah, and I would... But you never much... rule it out. You never rule it out, but I'll pretty much never talk to you again because that's the one time mm-hmm. I know I'm going to see you each year. It would be very upsetting. It would be no bueno. Even right. if something like that did happen, with the dates that they're at, I know I could do both, but I would just have to do, cut both of them short. Yeah, yeah. Talking uh, about the vlogging, I'm going to be shooting my first traveling focused vlog. Ah, yeah. I'm going to Ool. I'm uh, going to Dublin. So jealous. I'm very excited. I am so jealous. Yeah. So um, I met Dermot for the first time. It's Dermot and a handful of others that run Ool. And I met him for the first time, I want to say last year's WWDC. Maybe it was a year before at this point, but in the last couple of dub dubs was the first time I met him. And immediately I pretty much fell in love with him in a friendly way. Dermot's the nicest guy in the world. And Mm -hmm. he has been busting my hindquarters to uh, get me to come out for Ool. And I didn't last year. I forget why. I feel like I had an okay reason. This year, though, Declan's birthday is actually will have just elapsed by the time most people hear this recording. Um, And so the timing was just terrible, which is unfortunate. But... I hope that this keeps going. I hope that I don't miss out on this like I did Coco Love, which is now over. And I hope that we get to go next year, either me or Aaron and me, or maybe even all three of us, because my understanding is Ool is as child-friendly as a conference can be. Um, I, I hope to be able to make it out, and I am so deeply jealous that you will be there with many of our mutual friends. Yeah, I'm I'm as excited as I am every time. Um, the whole group... Uh, Dermot and Paul and Sasha and now Ben that kind of uh, have a hand in making sure that this thing happens. They're all great people. And they put on, without a shadow of a doubt, the best Apple Focus conference around. They just just do. And so much of it is the venue. And it's the same venue as last time. And I'm so excited to be spending some time there. I'm going to shoot some epic time lapses of the the fog rolling in over the hills uh, outside of the hotel. Uh, I'm very excited. And I'm also kind of excited that it's going to be a nice relaxing trip. Uh, I'm taking like a day or two on either side to be in Dublin. 
Um, so yeah, I'm, lo- I'm really, really looking forward to it, and I'm, I'm looking forward to shooting uh, some travel-focused videos because this has been one of the longest stretches that I haven't traveled this year, and it's so it's, so it's uh, it's exciting for me to be able to think about how will I take video on my travels as well. Mm. Are you bringing like the Pixel in addition to your iPhone, so you have like two cameras to shoot with? Yeah, yeah. is that the intention or? or- is to shoot with both of them. Yeah. Yeah. And also because I am enjoying playing with the pixel a lot. So, mm-hmm. um, I don't want to, I want to keep that dream alive, but I'm bringing a bunch of equipment. I'm bringing two tripods and I've bought this little wide angle clip on lens for smartphones, which is kind of crap, but does the job. Uh, and I'm bringing my Osmo gimbal stabilizer thing. It's like a whole mess of kit. That cool. I actually don't know what, where I'm going to put it all, but <laughs> No worries. Well, that's exciting. I am really looking forward to it. And um, all is is or strives to be, from what I can tell, extremely inclusive. And there's some listeners that will be there, right? Like, is isn't uh, Mrs. Soup presenting at some point? Yep, Kathy's going to be there. Kathy's Mrs. Soup from the chat room. She's she's giving a presentation. Yeah, that's awesome. That's super exciting. Looking forward to that. Yeah, I still haven't met her. She uh, doesn't believe in the East Coast, apparently. Much like I don't really believe in the West Coast, but that's neither here nor there. Um, oh, and, yeah, or just outside of the U.S. Yeah, that's true, too. Um, all right, anything else with, with regard to Ool? I'm so nope. jealous. All right, what else is going on these days? I don't know. You've put something in the document. Ah, this was me that put this in. Okay. Uh, we, I must have put this in a while back then because I'd forgotten. Uh, somebody, I don't remember how this came onto my radar, but somebody has created a flowchart. Uh, the user is Seldo, is, is their handle. This is uh, Lori Voss. And he has uh, made a, fl- a Twitter flowchart that says, should I send that at reply on Twitter? And this is magnificent. I don't remember if I've talked about it on the show. I probably have at some point or another. But um, in my last job... There was an individual at that job that may have made a passive-aggressive flowchart from time to time in order to get his or her point across. I have no idea who that individual may be. It was definitely not me, not at all, no way. And so I definitely like flowcharts, and this thing starts with, I have a thing to say. Is it an opinion? Yes, no. And it just goes from there, and it's uh, it's pretty fantastic. And I almost feel like I need to like tattoo this on the back of my hand so I can refer to it at any, any moment, but... I, th- I think I've been doing better at not at replying near as much. And gosh, I've declared so much Twitter bankruptcy over the last few weeks since my hiatus. I almost feel like I'm declaring bankruptcy more often than I'm actually looking at Twitter, which is probably not a bad thing. But anyway, did you read this flowchart? Did you like it? What'd you think? I looked at it and it's funny. Like I haven't followed every single path, mm-hmm. but it is a... It is a funny thing. It does a good job of wrapping a lot of this stuff up. I don't necessarily agree with all of it, um, but I agree with some of it. it, it a, a passive-aggressive flowchart creation does sound like a very Casey thing to do. I've, I've got to say. Yeah, I've been known to do it from time to time. Yeah, that I never would have like pinned that on you. But hearing you say it, it's like, yeah, I can imagine you doing that. <laughs> I'll take that as a compliment and choose not to think any more about it. Anyway, mm. but uh, we'll put this in the show notes. You should uh, check this out. It's it's pretty good stuff. You have joined the right kind of club for my liking. You sent me a message the other day that you wanted to put stickers on your laptop, and I think you were looking for approval from me. <laughs> uh, and, 
the the approval rating was resound. I, I wouldn't say I was looking for approval. I was on the precipice and knew that a stiff breeze would knock me over the edge, and I knew that you would give me more than just that stiff breeze. You would turn on every fan you could find to blow me right over the edge. I think your question to me was, just put, do you ever have trouble trying to sell the hardware that you put stickers on? Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. And I've never tried to reset anything that I've put stickers on. Yeah, so funny how that is. Um, the computers that we get at work are leased, and actually more people than not at work do have stickers on their computers. Many of them uh, carry the name of our employer, but there are plenty of people that put, um, like I've seen plenty of MongoDB stickers, which is a database that uh, we use at work, and other ones as well. Well, what ended up happening was, um, I'm trying to think, I guess I can try to give the abridged version, but you need a little bit of background. Every other week, uh, especially during the warm weather, uh, our company does what we call Buckaburger. And I'll give you one guess where this is going. Uh, there's a couple of grills on the patio outside at the office, and a few employees will go and get a ton of hamburgers and hot dogs and you can buy a hamburger or a hot dog for a buck per burger and it's actually really really fun and really nice to do every other week uh as on a friday especially when the weather's nice and they had some stickers printed much like the podcast stickers that 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 mike has had printed from time to time and i saw that and i was like well i know exactly where this buck burger sticker is going it's going directly onto my laptop and then i asked myself what I had smoked because why would I ever put anything on my laptop? But sure enough, uh, I, I stood by it and I talked to Mike and he encouraged me. And, uh, and so I put the Buckaburger sticker on. And then at that point, you know, it, it, it's all over from there. Break so I put seal. on, yep, I broke the seal. So I put an ATP sticker on, I put an analog sticker on. I've debated putting on some of my other stickers. Like I did capture, uh, what is it? What are you Pokemon? Uh, I, I found all three connected host stickers at some point or another. I think hmm. one of you might've mailed one to me, but I got two of the three, if I'm not mistaken. So I have the whole collection now and I thought about putting them on, but I don't want to, I don't want to lose them. I want to hold on to them. Yeah. I think you didn't have a mic because they, they sold out. Super That's what fast. it was. Yes, you're right. Um, but somebody appro- appropriated one for me and uh, sent it to me. It might've been you, might've been Steven, but, um, Anyway, so I haven't put any others on, but I do have those three on. They're across, if you have the, the MacBook open, they're across the bottom, the Buckaburger in the middle below the Apple logo. Oh, I should put a Volcano sticker on there. Uh, Schwal in the chat room is right, although I don't know if I have one. Anyway, um, the Buckaburger's on the center below the Apple, ATP in the bottom left, analog in the bottom right, and we'll see if more go on after that. But I have, I have joined the only cool, the only actually cool, cool of the cool clubs i am not plus club because that's not cool but i am sticker club now the thing is like any sticker can be removed with the right amount of elbow grease (laughs) you know like you can get it off and clean it down Mm -hmm. um in regards to the volcano stickers doug is asking if i have a stash i have like one left so no i don't have a stash i think matt does though you have to pester him and see what i can get we should Anyways. just get some more made one day. But at this point, I feel like it's best not to have them done. Probably. It's probably <laughs> you know, true. that they were this thing, and that's it. Yep. All right, so what's awesome these days, other than stickers? Linode is awesome. Indeed. 
They are Linode is a combination of high-performance SSD Linux servers spread across eight data centers around the world. This is why Linode is a fantastic solution for your server infrastructure. You can get a server up and running in under a minute with plans starting at just $10 a month, which will now get you two gigabytes of RAM. You'll be able to choose your resources, Linux distro, and node location right from the manager tool. And once you're up and running, you can easily deploy, boot, and resize your virtual server with just a few clicks. Linode has over 400,000 customers who are all serviced by their friendly 24-7 support team. They are open over the holidays. If you have something you need help with, they are there for you, no matter the time, no matter the day. Linode is also really committed to improving their infrastructure. For example, they made a switch from Zen to KVM, and their latest Unix benchmark shows a 300% performance increase because of this. Linode is the full package for your server infrastructure needs. They have the power you require and the infrastructure and assistance that you want. As a listener of this show, you can sign up at linode.com slash analog, and not only will you be supporting this show, you'll also get $20 towards any Linode plan, and with a seven-day money-back guarantee, there's nothing to lose. So go to linode.com slash analog to learn more, sign up, and take advantage of that $20 credit, or use the promo code analog20 at checkout. Thank you so much to Linode for their support of this show. I almost thanked Analog for supporting the show. Which is... <laughs> well, I guess you could say that, but that's not what we really want to say. Uh, tell me what's going on with the house these days. I feel like at this point, I am almost making this situation worse for myself by every week, two weeks, saying, by the next time you hear us, <laughs> I'm very confident that we will have exchanged contracts. Uh, Nothing has happened. There are more problems. And the problem right now, the problem right now is so small. Like, so you know about, like, so everybody, I think the last thing I said was like the lies from the subtle solicitor to our solicitor, right? Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. that the document never existed. Well, now it turns out that the company that is supposed to have produced this document has recently changed hands. So it's a new company. They're an administrative nightmare and they're trying to get us the information that we need but it's taken longer than we would have hoped we don't know how long it's going to take basically we just need to find out are there any payments for the car parking space overdue so we will know if the seller has to pay them or not wait there's a parking space associated with the house that's what this is all about oh so there are three management companies and the one that we are waiting to find out from is the car parking space management company Oh. Because it's in a separate building. So it's managed by a separate company and they are they need to tell us if there's any money owed on it and then we can find out it, how much the seller might need to pay or won't need to pay and then we can, can exchange contracts. But at this point, I have no idea how long this is going to take. Plus, there is another issue now in which I think it was yesterday, me and the solicitor had a bit of an argument over email um, which was just ridiculous. Uh, I sent him an email early Monday morning. He took umbrage with the fact that I was chasing him early Monday morning uh, because obviously nothing would have changed over the weekend. Uh, we had a bit of a back and forth, and I have now sp- spoken to our estate agent, and I've told our estate agent that I will have no further contact with the solicitor, that he can go through her, uh, because I don't appreciate somebody that I hire talking to me in the way that he did. 
And you used to really like this guy, right? Uh, yeah, because he was doing a good job for us. And I can understand his frustrations, but I think he needs to have a better understanding of two things. One, which is we are buying this house. And two, he works for me. Right. I am paying him. Now, he is saying that uh, he's doing extra work than than what he expected, which I understand. And he's stressed out about it, which I also understand. Uh, I will wait and see what his bill says, because from the exchange that we've had, I will expect no further payment other than what we'd agreed. If that's the case, then I'm going to continue cutting this guy some slack. Uh, but basically, the way that I'm going to continue cutting this guy some slack is I'm now not going to bother him. Um, and I sent my estate agent that email. She called me today. Um, and kind of said, look, I'm sorry this is happening, blah, 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 blah. Like, I, I talked to him a lot, and I know that he's stressed, and I know that he's working, and don't worry, I'm chasing him all the time anyway. And I was like, okay, whatever. Like, I understand why the guy got upset at my chasing, but I don't think that he should have, and I think that he should have kept his emotions to himself. Um, I do not appreciate... Um, he had a tone that was clear in his email, and when I called him out on it, he decided to double down and argue with me. Mm. So he screwed up twice. Uh, and I left you know, my email in, I think, the best possible way, which was after a couple of exchanges where I kind of said to him, we're in the dark about this. And he says, you're not in the dark. I'm giving you all the information that I have, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I think you need to understand that what I'm saying is we have no control over this process. Like, when I'm saying we're in the dark, it's not commenting on how much information you're giving me, but it's the fact that we cannot do anything. And, right. and the only thing we can do is ask you. It's all we can do. It's the only power I have is to send you emails and say, what's happening? You know, and we have different, we have varying different thoughts on this. Like, my feeling is I only ever get an update when I ask him for one. Right. And also... You know, this is one of those things where, you know, where you, like when you're annoyed and you wish you just took a minute. He said to me, like, oh, nothing would have changed over the weekend, blah, 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 blah. The last I heard from him was Thursday, but I thought it was Friday. Now, mm -hmm. if I would have paid attention to that, I would have had a much better reply than the one that I had. Uh, I said, not, you know, not that I know, solicitor person, because I haven't heard from you since Thursday. I don't know if anything happened on Friday. I don't know if anything might be sitting in your inbox this morning. That would have been a much better reply. But anywho, it went backwards and forwards to which I answered in what I think is the perfect kind of email for this to try and show somebody that they're an idiot. Uh, I Two words was my final email. Apologies, understood. <laughs> which really means, hey, fuck you. It does. And I think that's very <laughs> clear. Uh, but here is my issue with this now. This is the thing that rattles around in my brain. Is this guy going to work less hard for me now? Yeah, I was wondering the same thing. And obviously, I didn't see these exchanges. I couldn't tell you one way or the other. But the, th uh, the, the same thought had crossed my mind. But I guess, hopefully, the – what did you call the, the woman that you're working with? The estate, estate agent. agent. Realtor. Yeah. So, hopefully, she's you know kind of on his butt to make sure yeah, that so – that this was my initial feeling of like, is he going to work less hard for me now? But I have two things that are, that are playing on this. One, he doesn't get paid. Until oh, this goes through. Yeah, that's a good point. And she doesn't get paid until this goes through. Yeah. And the call that I had with my estate agent today, uh, she said to me, I told my boss this was going to be done in October. So I'm also very anxious for this. Mm -hmm. So now I'm just going to sit back. 
I'm going to let this guy be very understanding in how annoyed I am. When he actually does contact me, I am going to keep it as professional as possible now. Um, I was being very nice with this guy and anything that he gave me, I was like, thank you so much. Like, we love what you're doing here. He's lost all of that now. This has now become a completely professional transaction between me and this person because I do not appreciate being spoken to in this manner. Like, there was... It wasn't even that bad, but he took a tone with me that he had no right in taking and then doubled down on it. And as I say, like, I always find it when I hear people say these things, I always find it jarring. But there is no better way to say I'm his boss. Mm -hmm. I am paying him money for him to do a task for me. Like, at its most simple level, I'm the boss here, right? Like, I know, and again, like, I don't like that phrasing because he is a professional. Right. But like if we're going to completely boil this down, I'm giving you money to do a job for me. Like I'm hiring you. Right. Like that is what it's maybe is a nicer thing to say. But like in a hiring, hiree relationship, there's right. got to be a boss. Yep. Yep. And I'm the boss. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is a terrible thing. To say. I know how bad this is. I know how demeaning this is, but I have no other better way to put it right now, especially when I'm upset. And he is talking to me in in a way that you would not talk to a boss. You would not talk to the way that somebody hires you, and you would not talk to to, to somebody who is paying you money to perform this action. When all I wanted was him to give me an update on the action. Fifty percent of my email was, "Do you think this is likely to happen this week?" So there's two questions in my email. Have you had an update? Do you think it's likely to happen this week? There was no need for him to react the way that he did to me. So. My current feeling is house update. There is none. Will we have anything by the next time we talk? I honestly don't know anymore. I I don't know what's going to happen. All we need to know is how much is owed. And then we can move ahead. Because even if they owe money at this point, if it's in the hundreds of pounds, I don't care. I'll pay it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'll pay it because I'm, I'm done now. Like I have already proposed to Adina that we will, pay it no matter what but she's not keen on that yeah well, but i'm fed up now i'm yeah. fed up now it's hard and similar things happen if you're buying a car when you have a purchase that's just tens of thousands of dollars slash pounds or in the case of a home oftentimes hundreds of, th- of thousands of dollars slash pounds it's easy to get wrapped around the axle about a couple hundred bucks quid whatever but in the grand scheme of things a couple hundred bucks is not going to make or break you over the course of, you know, 20 or 30 years of a mortgage, or even in the near term, if you're just paying it out of pocket, like a a couple hundred dollars is a lot of money. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to make it sound like a a couple hundred dollars is something that you can just, you know, fart fart out and there it is, or pick it off the money tree. It's just that when you're talking about, let's just invent a number, you know, if you're talking about $300,000, $500,000, a couple hundred bucks is nothing. Just pay it and move on. I completely agree with you. I don't mind being vague-ish. Like, I'm already tens of thousands of pounds is what I'm going to be paying here, Mm -hmm. right? It is a five-figure sum of my own money that I'm putting into this for the deposit and for the fees, and Adina is doing the same for more fees, more taxes, 500 pounds at that point, it doesn't matter anymore. Nope, definitely like, not. Like, I'll pay it. I would pay up to a 1,500 pounds more on covering these fees. Mm-hmm. I just want it done. Yeah. I, I want my house now. And I, that- because 
every day that we are not that we don't own this house, it gets harder and harder for us to move in because we're going to have less and less time to get the things done that we want to have done, which means either compromises or we have to move into a house that we're not ready to move into. Like there is, There are going to be ramifications of this. And I'm not telling... Nobody knows, right? Like I'm not telling anyone. I'm not telling our estate agent or our solicitor that we have a clock ticking here now. They don't know this. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want this to get back to the seller. Ah, uh, I see. Mm-hmm. Right? As far as the seller's concerned, there we are in no chain, which we kind of are. But, like, I don't want to move stuff into storage and go live in a hotel for a week or two. Like, I don't want to do any of that. I want to move from here to our home. And worst comes to worst, we just live in boxes for, like, a month. Well, because we haven't had the floor input in or whatever. But I don't want to do that. I want to move into a house that's been painted and we've had the floor put in and we've had the small work that we want done on the bathroom. That was like the ideal thing here that we wanted to have done before we moved in. And every single day now is becoming less and less likely that we're going to be able to do that. This should have been wrapped up a month ago. Yeah. This shouldn't be happening. And it is. this is purely because, like a fundamental level, because the seller solicitor lied he lied he said he had this information and strung us along for two and a half weeks like mm. I, I, but there's nothing i can do i can't do anything yeah we yeah. can't we, we are we have absolutely no recourse on this like we just have to sit and wait and then we'll be then we'll pay tens of thousands of pounds to all of these numbskulls and knuckleheads <laughs> uh... well actually some of these numbskulls and knuckleheads will be getting hundreds of thousands of pounds, but whatever. Yeah. Matt is asking any sort of financial compensation. No, we have no recourse in this. The The way that this situation has been built up because of a bunch of different circumstances, we have none of the leverage in this. And if we weren't on a time pressure here, I would have already said we're pulling out. Yeah, yeah, I can understand that. And I, it, no, just to play my card, we wouldn't pull out. Right. But I can't play that card because if they call my bluff, we're screwed. Right, right. Yeah, I but, hear that. But, like, there are other properties in this block. I don't know if they're owned by the same company, which are exactly the same. So we could pull out and go buy another one of them. But we're not in that position right now like if we weren't under a time pressure here i would have played that card already i would i probably would have played it this week if i hadn't already and just been like do you know what we're done yeah. we're walking away yeah and it's also it's also funny when you get to the point which you're clearly at that you're just like screw it just throw money at the problem they have a 1500 1500 pound you know parking fee or whatever you said it was fine pay it i don't care when you're at this point in some ways, it's better because you're just over it and prepared to do whatever it takes. But in some ways, it's worse because at this point, you feel like any possible thing that you could do to get in the way, you are out of the way. You know, you're not going to argue about a thousand pound parking fee. You're not going to argue about anything else. You're just ready for it to be done. And yet you still can't do anything about it. And it's just infuriating. Yeah, it kind of makes it worse. Like, I'm willing to give this money, which Mm -hmm. I shouldn't have to pay, which is my hard-earned money for somebody's lies. Yep. But I still can't even do that because we don't have the number. Like, 
if we wanted to right now, we could exchange contracts tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I could call my solicitor, not that I want to speak to him, <laughs> and say, we're going to exchange. And then he would send us a piece of paper that we sign. And that piece of paper is us basically waving away our right. And effectively saying at that point, we'll pay it whatever it is. But maybe even more than that is we then have to deal with it. We have to try and deal with this company that is very unresponsive. Um, and and we just have no idea what that looks like. So we may mm. as well just have this guy that we have hired who's a total butt sure. <laughs> uh, deal with this for us. That, that's what we're hoping will just continue. I mean, look, I, I really, really wanted us to have the keys by the time I got back from all. That's mm-hmm. not going to happen unless tomorrow we exchange. Yeah. But the likelihood of that happening is slim. My feeling right now is, and this is not me trying to overcompensate for the jinxing, is that by the next time we record, we will not own the house. That we stinks. Hopefully would have exchanged contracts by then. Hopefully we would have. I have absolutely no expectation that that's going to be the case. But I wouldn't be surprised if we have exchanged contracts. Will we have the keys? No. We won't have the keys because I can't imagine that we will be exchanging tomorrow. Mm. I'm sorry to hear that. I really am. It's a crook of crap, man. Yeah. You know, our home buying experience was vaguely similar, although not as bad because we started early. We had plenty of time before we had to get out of our apartment. And then with time passing, we couldn't find a house that we liked. And then when we found the house that we're now in, then the the other side dragged their feet a bit. It was nowhere near as bad as you as your situation, but it was vaguely similar. And I just remember, I remember that as being one of the top two or three most stressful times in my entire life. It was just infuriating. And so much of it is like you've been saying, and, and I said a moment ago, so much of it is because you're in control of so little of it. And there's nothing you can do about it but sit there and wait, and it's just infuriating. The thing is, at this point, we're three months into the process. We're like in standard territory here. But the reason that I'm annoyed about all of this is not the delays. It's the fact that we were put on that 28-day time schedule to get all of our work done. Mm-hmm. And I watched Adina staying awake until 3 a.m. every night for like a week reading paperwork. Mm-hmm. And then they just couldn't be bothered to yeah, even yeah, tell yeah. the truth. And then to try and hide it. I don't know why they tried to hide it from us for like a week and a half. Like, what did you think was going to happen? Like, this was always <laughs> documentation that yeah. somebody had to provide. Mm, it's so ridiculous. The contract that they drew up said they would give us this. Mm. Idiots. They're just all a bunch of idiots. It's really true. At this point, I have absolutely no faith in anyone involved in this process. So, positive house update. (laughs) All right, let's move on to something that will hopefully make us a little happier. Um, And let's do some relay your feels. Mark wanted to know, does it bother you when you have to get rid of old technology that you've been holding on to for whatever reason? Um. I, the only thing that bothers me is having to deal with the getting rid of. Like, I hate any of the process of getting rid of technology. I don't have a vehicle that I can put it in to take it to a place to throw it away. 
and I hate dealing with eBay. I hate selling things. I have a keyboard, the Razer keyboard that was sent to me by a friend, which I'm sending to someone. I have been pushing that task off in OmniFocus for about two and a half weeks because I cannot be bothered to box this thing up and take it to the post office even and deal with that because I just hate all of that process. So <laughs> I hate getting rid of technology stuff. Yep, I totally understand that. Uh, I I echo that part of it, although I think it's a lot easier for me. I have a car. Best Buy will take a lot of things, which is a local real retailer. They'll take a lot of things for free to recycle. I know what um, Best Buy is. Well, I didn't know if they're over there. I didn't. I didn't mean that in a, in a nasty for a way. very short period of time, about three or four years ago. Some Best Buys opened here, and they closed down after not very long because they were an absolute disaster. No, sounds like Target in uh, Canada, which is funny because Target here is magnificent. But anyway, uh, the thing that bothers me about throwing away old technology is the technology that I choose to hold on to. So say like old phones or another great example of this is I think I did eventually get rid of them. But for the longest time, I held on to my Walkman and my Discman that I had when I was a kid. You know, my Walkman at first when, I, when cassettes were a thing and then eventually my Discman when, when CDs were more popular. I held on to those things for years, and I'm pretty sure they're gone now. And I held on to them because in so many ways, they were representative of my childhood. And they're, well, the Discman didn't work anymore, and the Walkman probably did, but I don't really have any cassettes to play anyway. And so it didn't really make a lot of sense to, to keep them. But in many ways, I, I wanted to so badly because they were they were tangible, like, like totems almost, or you know, artifacts of my childhood, and th- and that's hard. And I don't do that about every technology I have, but there are certainly tech, you know, I, technological items, you know, you know, devices that that I feel that way about, and it's hard to get rid of those. I think I'm just struggling a little bit more with it right now, is that I know that there is an impending doom of this on my horizon. When you have to move it all. I have to go through all of my belongings. I have to go through 28 years worth of stuff mm-hmm. soon. Yeah, enjoy that. Uh, JD asked an excellent question. Mike, if you had to give up using all pens for a week or give up opening Twitter for a week, which one is it? Twitter. Wow, you're really into those pens, huh? You should have a podcast about that. Well, here's the thing. I've already done it. Yeah, fair enough. It's almost like you're addicted to pens. Uh, do you know what? For this entire episode, I've been doodling with two fountain pens because I got two <laughs> amazing inks yesterday. Um, one is like a, a shocking, like pink purple, and another is like a lighter pinky red. And uh, that pink ink is a new thing for me because I have a couple of pens that would suit a pink ink quite nicely. So uh, I've been doodling with them the whole time we've been recording. What do you mean they suit a pink ink because they're pink colored or or close to pink colored? They have like that kind of highlight in them. Yeah, interesting. Okay. So you know, you know the pen that I bought on my pen show video. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. So that one, it's got like some pink in it, um, and I've been waiting on a couple of inks for it, and they've come in, and I'm very excited about them. Uh, we just, as we're recording, got a real-time relay your feels, uh, which is outside the proper channels, but I'll allow it because uh, it's interesting. Uh, Matt. CC716 in the chat says, I'm going on a three-hour plane ride with 19-month-old next week to Walt Disney World, no less. Any tips? Uh, number one, ride the people mover. Send me a picture. 
Number two, with regard to the I plane don't think ride, that's what they're asking for. I know, I know. Uh, number two, with regard to the plane ride, um, if you're, uh, it's over a year. Never mind. I was going to say, if you have an infant that's still nursing, absolutely have them nurse as you're taking off or landing, uh, assuming you're you're treating them as an infant and they don't have their own seat that they're strapped into. Uh, the swallowing uh, while they're nursing will help with the ears. Um, Outside of that, bring new toys. Uh, any and toy can mean anything. Like uh, I forget who makes them, but they're these books. They're coloring books, but you color by putting water into like a crayon-sized pen, and at the end of the pen is a brush. And so you're really painting. And as you brush this water across the page, the colors appear. It's very weird to to describe. And uh, Matt, look me up on Twitter if if you want me to give you a link, but. They're super cool. And what I would say is figure out some stuff that your your child has not seen before. Uh, maybe a matchbox car or something, although that's harder because it can roll away. But anything to keep them entertained that's new. Something new is really fantastic. And with regard to while you're in the park, it's a little bit later in the year now, so it won't be too ridiculously hot. But don't push yourselves too hard. Definitely go back and take naps, adults and children. Um it's worth it. Take your time. You won't be able to do as much stuff as you can do when you're just two adults or more. Just roll with it and have fun. Can I give one thing as a passenger? Absolutely. If you think that your child is going to make a lot of noise, bring some little pre-prepared bags of sweets and put a little note in them and put them on the chairs around you Yeah, I, to I... apologize in <laughs> advance for your child. If that's something you care about. If you don't, embrace it, live with it. Everybody has kids maybe at some point in their life. There you go. Yeah, I, that's hard to do. What is easier to do um, is maybe just get like a crud load of uh, earplugs from Amazon. So they're super cheap and you can give them out and and it won't cost you a lot. They're not heavy. And it gets the point across that you're at least considerate of your neighbor's feelings, even though there's not a lot you can do about it. So similar idea. Drew asks, whilst listening to the latest hashtag top four, I'm not sure where to put this, but jelly bellies or jelly babies? And before you answer, Mike, what the crap is a jelly baby? Uh, it's like a little human. It's like a gummy bear almost, but not. Yeah, but they, they have a different kind of inside. The inside is more like a jelly bean. And the outside. I don't know. It's like a cross. The outside is like the cross between a jelly bean and a gummy bear. So mm-hmm. it's like it's not crunchy, but it's hard. Okay. But like not like really hard, right? Like easily bite into hard, but okay. it's like it's firm. And then the inside is jelly like a jelly bean. I didn't know you didn't know what jelly babies were, but yeah, they're like they're a British, a British sweet. I assume then I don't yeah I I can't think of anything well so anyhow uh so let's just say uh, you I you can't answer this then um I like this Drew basically just used all of the relay related question ask question and answer hashtags for this <laughs> and I just picked <laughs> it out for for relay your fields mainly because uh we had just listened to top 4 and we bought the 50 assault assortment of jelly belly beans mm-hmm. and adina had the idea now my thinking was like i know the ones that i like 
I know the ones that I don't like and I know the ones that I don't know. So to pick my top four worst, I would just pick out the ones that I wasn't sure of and try them. Adina's idea was we should eat all of them so we'll know. Mm-hmm. 55 jelly beans later, oh God. I thought I was going to die. <laughs> I have never felt like that before. And I love sugar. I love sugary things. I love sweets. I love snacks like that. But there was something about eating 55 jelly beans, which, again, didn't seem like that many. Like, it didn't seem like it would like adversely affect me. Right. But I felt terrible. Like, I had a headache. Like, uh, Adina couldn't get to 50. I think she got to, like, 14, and she just she felt like she was going to explode. Like, she just couldn't do it anymore. Um and then not only did I do that and we felt like we participated, we then later found out that the UK assortment and the US assortment are different. So we couldn't even play the game properly. Hmm. That's unfortunate. Now we have way more jelly beans in the house than we need. So we're going <laughs> through those slowly. Oh, but to answer the question, sorry, Drew, jelly bellies over jelly babies. So speaking of the Jelly Babies again, you put a link in the chat, which we'll put in the show notes of uh, uh, the Wikipedia page for Jelly Babies. Uh, these things look freaking terrifying just to look at, like especially this close-up shot that's a little further down the page. Yeah, they yeah. Look it'd, it'd be better if they didn't have faces, right? right? Oh, mm. God. No, thank you. Yeah, not good. Not good. Ay, ay, ay. All right. good bastards. Moving on. Uh, our last relay, relay feels for this week. Uh, Lucas asks, do you still use the intimate communication features of your Apple Watches, Mike? No, no, no. Watch OS 3 made it so difficult to get to any of that stuff. We don't use it at all anymore. Yeah, you know, I don't think I have since Watch OS 3 either. Um, I used to, from time to time, uh, shoot Aaron a, a heartbeat, but very rarely did the, like, drawing or uh, the fireworksy thing or anything like that. But I would do a heartbeat from time to time. It's a nice little way of saying, hey, I'm thinking of you. But, gosh, I don't even know how to do that anymore, come to think of it. I guess you go into messages, and then it's one of the options in there. Yeah, and then it can come up. It's one of the three when you get yeah, a message yeah, yeah. to send us a reply. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that you can send your recent stickers from the Apple Watch just as messages. Oh, can you? I didn't realize that. So it syncs recent emoji and recent stickers, hmm. which I think is awesome. Also, it's way easier to send emoji, and the touch targets for sending responses are better. WatchOS 3 is so good. I freaking love WatchOS 3. Wait, so how do you get to the stickers? That's in the face category? Yeah, it's in the recents of the face category. Oh, yeah, sure enough. It's only the recent stickers that you sent. Well, holy poop. Mixed in with emoji. Today I learned. Hmm. It's an easy way to send uh, little stickers of me. (laughs) If you so desire. To, to people. Indeed. If you have any questions for Relay Your Feels, please send them in. You can send a tweet to us or just out into the World Wide Web with the hashtag Relay Your Feels, and it will be populated into a spreadsheet that we pick from. Um, this is a terrible thing to say, but if your question hasn't been read, it doesn't mean it won't. I have Relay of Phil's tweets in that document that are over a year old. I just haven't used them yet. So I clear things out. So uh, I will go in and I prune them and I leave things until the time is right. So send your questions in 
Send your questions in. Good deal. Yeah, please do. Uh, good luck on the house stuff, Mike. Oi. Mm. And enjoy Ool. Tell, uh, tell everyone I said hey. And uh, please give Jason Snell specifically a frustratingly long, exceedingly awkward hug and tell him it's from me. All right. 